0: So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? You are live on channel 44,000. Please do not swear.
1: Would you like a cherry, baby?
2: The Gallifrey Broadcasting System.
0: Do you like it? Yes,
2: yes, I always did. Your source for Doctor Who news, updates, reviews, and commentary. With your host, me, Jace Thorin.
0: I think it's starting.
1: Well, here we go again. Hello, hello,
2: and welcome to another episode of the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. I've got an interesting episode for you guys this week. I'll be doing a Q&A, letting you guys know who I am as a Doctor Who fan. I recently joined a Facebook group, and they had like a PSA on the, on the page. The PSA had a, a bunch of different questions on it, you know, that way the page wasn't just repeating the same questions over and over again. So I thought I'd go ahead and answer those questions and give you guys an in-depth kind of look into my brain as a Whovian myself. We'll also, at the end of the episode, do a commentary for a comic relief special that happened uh, back in the day with Rowan Atkinson as the Doctor. I thought it was timely considering the uh, the casting for Jodie Whittaker, and we'll uh, we'll... Talk about that at the end of the episode. Before we get into all of that, if you guys like the show, if you if you really enjoy the Gallifrey broadcasting system, check out the Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash GBS podcast. All the money that uh that goes into the Patreon page goes directly into the podcast. There are a lot of great rewards on there, including even being a featured guest on the podcast. And, again, it, w- it would mean so much to me if you guys could support the page. Facebook.com slash GBS Podcast. That's the Facebook page for the podcast. And th- this is a way you can interact with me and interact with the podcast. You can ask questions. You can have suggestions for weekly topics. Or you can even let me know if you're interested in being part of the show. And just to let you guys know, I will be at SilCon uh, in Mattoon, Illinois, september 8th and september 9th it's a paranormal horror anime and gaming convention and i'll be there meeting fans uh talking about the podcast and as a special treat i will be meeting up with a guy named vince wilson vince and i will be doing a live podcast and if you'd like to interact with us while we're recording there i'll be happy to uh Happy to see you, so come stop by in Mattoon, Illinois, on September 8th and 9th, as we'll be recording the Gallifrey Broadcasting System then. So enough plugging, let's jump into this week's Dr. News. But I've got some news for you, dudes. Alright, the first story this week. The BBC's drama controller has revealed that Jodie Whittaker's take On the iconic Time Lord and Doctor Who will be unexpected for viewers of the show. Since the announcement of her groundbreaking addition to the long-running BBC series last month, Jodie's 13th Doctor has been hotly discussed by fans and critics alike, me included. But now producer Piers Wegner has spoken out about the star's portrayal and said that she has clear plans for her version of the classic character. Speaking at the Edinburgh Television Festival yesterday, Piers shared... Chris Chibnall had a very clear sense of where he wants to take the show and the sorts of qualities he was looking for in his doctor, and Jody perfectly fit that. She read for the part, she auditioned, and came back a few times and had a very clear sense of the point of having a female doctor and what she wanted to do with that role. It will be unexpected, he teased. 45-year-old also explained that the actress's involvement in Broadchurch and her prior relationship with the fi- sci-fi series new showrunner had a part in her earning the role he shared he obviously had a relationship with her from Broadchurch, and she herself has a very clear sense of the point of having a female doctor and what she wants to do with that role and i think she'll make her unexpected and it make it iconic meanwhile the bbc's director of content charlotte moore was also in attendance and she assured attendees that fans have lots to look forward to with the new direction for the show When asked about the decision to cast a female in the role, the executive admitted she thought it was a radical idea and enthused. When Chris told us about it, we said that's inspired. That's fantastic. It was also reported this week that Jodie's companion on the show will be none other than ITV comedian presenter Bradley Walsh. A BBC insider told The Mirror that the actor is really excited to be joining the cast of Doctor Who in such a key role, but he will still be able to continue on the quiz show, Chase. However, they added, the full impact of his new role remains to be seen, saying it means that his schedule over the coming months will be jam-packed, so he won't be able to continue with the full range of programs he currently makes for ITV. The Doctor Who Appreciation Society has launched an auction on behalf of Syrian refugees in North London, a charity run for Muswell Hill Methodist Church, and supported by the current Doctor Peter Capaldi and his wife Elaine. A number of items are up for auction, including the original read-through script for the episode Listen, signed and illustrated by Peter Capaldi himself. The auction ends just after 5 p.m. on the 4th of September. Visit the Doctor Who Appreciation Society website for full details. Former Doctor Who showrunner Russell T. Davies has been awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Edinburgh International Television Festival. The writer whose hits include "Queers," Folk, Casanova, and Cucumber, as well as being the man who brought Doctor Who back to BBC One, used his speech to defend the BBC, which he said was being treated with contempt by the current United Kingdom government. Davies went on to say how important it was to tell the young people watching that working in television was great fun and that it was a brilliant industry. I've worked with Daleks, Casanova, I've worked with Gaze, I've worked with Penelope Witten, I've worked on children programs. I've worked in documentary. I've worked on a quiz show with Terry Wogan. I worked with Jesus. I worked in Cardiff, Manchester, at Granada. I've worked with all sorts of shows. I've worked with David Tennant, Billy Piper, Freema Agyeman. I'm so lucky. I've been a presenter on Play School. I've actually been to Norma with Keith Chegwin. I love my job, and I hope you all grow up and get in the industry and love the job, too. Also, the TV festival BBC One was named Channel of the Year. Speaking of Freema, the news that Bradley Walsh had been confirmed, note the BBC hasn't said anything about it, as the companion to to Jodie Whittaker's newest Doctor came completely out of the blue, but one person who is totally down with the idea of it is Freema Agument, who played Martha Jones in series three of the revived Doctor Who. Speaking to The Guardian, Freema said, Is it true that Bradley Walsh is going to be the new companion? I think he will be brilliant at that. She also added that she's overjoyed that we have Jodie, and added that her casting came not a moment too soon, really. She's perfect casting, and it's definitely the right time. So alright guys, that does it for this week's Doctor News. Okie doke, guys, like I said, I decided I was going to do somewhat of a Q&A with myself (laughs) just talking a little bit about, you know, what kind of fan I am with Doctor Who and, you know, what's my most favorite blank, what's my least favorite blank, and I I got these questions off of a Facebook group I joined, the title of the group just being Doctor Who. It's got over 100,000 members. So I'm sure a lot of you guys listening are members of, of uh, this Facebook group, but uh, here we go. Let's see. Question number one, pretty standard easy question. Who's your most favorite doctor? Well, if you've listened to the podcast before, this is an easy answer. It's uh, the 11th doctor, Matt Smith. Matt really was my, uh, I guess my doctor. He, Embodied the role so well. He, he Really captured that being you know old and grizzled and being young and playful at the same time You know, it was really cool seeing a young actor him being the youngest actor to play the role Really seeing him take take it to places that would never been before. He, he was very physical with the role, which I thought was great. It added a, a nice dimension to the character. And you know, he's, he had somewhat of an uh, inspiration from Patrick Troughton. You know, Patrick Troughton was playful, but where Pat was more on the, you know, stern side, I guess, uh, Matt had that, like, kid-in-a-candy-store type vibe to kid in a candy store type vibe um you know there were obviously parts uh with the 11th doctor where he really showed that that dark side or not that dark side just that you know he wasn't a child even though he liked playing the child uh one of the one of those i can think about is when clara and the episode Man, what was that episode? I think it was, uh... Name of the Doctor? Yeah, it was Name of the Doctor. Where... Clara says, you know... To him that she would got a message that the Doctor's secret... Uh... Is discovered. And, man... Some very powerful acting in that scene. Matt starts to cry... He you know, he's he almost shaking and I thought, man, like there's so much emotional depth to that and I and I just fell in love with him. I was already in love with him at that point, but that was just a nail in the coffin, so to speak. Uh obviously the Rings of Akaten speech was really, really cool. I uh I I thought, you know, he obviously nailed it then. You know, his relationship with David Tennant and Day of the Doctor was really good. Um, you know, I, I also like that the 11th Doctor basically was the regeneration that the Doctors lived the longest. You know, he's he's had a, a few regenerations where he's regenerated due to old age. But man, if you go based off of what the show has told us, which I've said this before... Trying to figure out the the timeline of the Doctor, trying to figure out, you know, how long he's lived here and there. It's just, it's damn near impossible. But if we go based off of what the show has told us, if we go based off of that, Matt, you know, the 11th Doctor lived longer than any other regeneration. And I think that's really cool. Who is my least favorite Doctor? That's a that's a tough question. If we go like just modern doctors, so you know, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and then the war doctor. I guess I'd have to say the war doctor. Only be not don't get me wrong. I love John Hurt. He's you know it it sucks that he's you know passed away. He was a fantastic actor. I loved him. If you've ever uh, seen it, there was a BBC drama back in the day called I, Claudius. If you've never seen it, go watch it. It's amazing. John Hurt plays the role of Caligula in that. And he just, man, he was so good. But the, the reason I would say John Hurt is my least favorite modern doctor is because we just didn't get a lot of him. You know, his, his character was fairly one-dimensional because he was really just a more of a story uh, element as opposed to a fully developed character um, you know because really anyone could have played that role they just needed an older more uh, distinguished actor to kind of play it I mean there are so many people who said Christopher Eccleston could have played that role very easily which I agree with though it would have made a whole lot of sense the way you know we were introduced to modern Doctor Who for for him to be you know n- number nine to also be the the doctor who fought in the time war it would have made a whole lot of sense but if we're going just based off every doctor so not modern just modern doctors but if we go based off of every doctor my least favorite oh man i i guess i have to say colin baker which is unfortunate because that's probably everyone's answer uh, the, the the bottom line is Colin just didn't have a very good chemistry with his companions. The outfit wasn't very, you know, favorable. And there just wasn't a whole lot of stories that I can remember. Because, you know, obviously being, I'm only, I'm 26 years old, so I wasn't alive when the modern show was on the air. So I've watched everything, you know, after being introduced to modern Doctor Who. So that had has me looking at it through through a biased perspective. But yeah, I guess Colin's got to be the one. Who is your most favorite companion? Now this is interesting. Uh, you know, that's... <sighs> It really depends on the doctor, you know what I mean? Like, the doctor... Like, sometimes you can have a a, a great companion, but the doctor that they're with isn't, you know, isn't the best combination. Uh, an example of that would be... Uh, would be Clara with Peter Capaldi. Now I thought Clara's relationship with Matt Smith was fantastic. Uh, you know... She really, you know, bounced well off of him. They were both young, at least visually, and, you know, she really looked up to the Doctor. When we got to Series 8 with her and the 12th Doctor, it changed completely, you know. It was, it was finicky. She didn't, you know, she didn't really trust him or she didn't really, not trust him so much as she didn't really understand him like she did before. And it was it was a rocky relationship, and they t- they even wrote that into the story that that you know they weren't the same. They didn't have the same relationship as they did before, and uh, I guess it, it. I'm I'm going way off track here, but my I guess my most favorite companion, Rose Tyler. You know, she obviously was iconic. It was the Rose Tyler show for the first two seasons of the Modern Show when it came back on the air. If it wasn't for Rose Tyler and Billy Piper's portrayal of that role, I don't know that Doctor. Who would still be on the air. You know, she really helped revitalize the show and bring it to the heights that it's that it's at now. Uh, a side note, in terms of the my most favorite companion, I loved Bill this season. I thought Bill in Series 10 was great. She really, really b- brought a great energy to the show. It was awesome having, you know, the first openly gay companion, not counting Captain Jack. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting. My least favorite companion, oof. modern show. Easy answer would be Martha Jones. Not that she was just a terrible character. She was just generic and uninteresting. There was was really nothing dynamic about Martha. Um, She literally was a rebound um, off of Rose Tyler. And that was, you know, that's not really fair to Freema because she is a great actress, but I just did not like her portrayal or the way she was portrayed, not, not her portrayal. Uh, from all of Doctor Who, least favorite, maybe Adric. I just, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, because the, the fourth Doctor had such great companions. Sarah Jean, uh, Romano's one and two. I actually enjoyed Romano one. Uh, Leela, you know, they're, they're really great companions. Adric was just, unfortunately, not the best so yeah, I guess Adric would be my least favorite of all. Who is my most favorite monster slash villain? Well, hmm. Mon- I, you know what? I'll separate those. My my most favorite villain. I guess I'd have easy answer is the Master, and if we go even more specific in that, it would be John. Sim's master, Uh, another great villain. Davros is really good. I enjoyed, I mean, Davros has come up time and again. The Daleks, you know, obviously are iconic, not just in Doctor Who, but in media in general. Um, Though, you know, we haven't had a really great Dalek episode in a long time. I thought the the Witch is Familiar and the Magician's Apprentice in Series 9 were okay, but that was more of a Davros episode. The Daleks were supplementary to the story. Um, I mean, you want to talk about Dalek episodes, <laughs> if we remember the episode, um, what was it, man what was it called, uh, where <laughs> the Daleks, we get the half-human, half-Dalek with the, the Brooklyn guy and you know Dalek uh uh was it Dalek Sek? yeah becomes a human uh, man that was just it was really bad. <laughs> uh but my most favorite monster Weeping Angels, man. They were fantastic, really, really great. Uh, the the concept of that is just terrifying but also really interesting. And that's what makes a great you know monster is something that is scary, but you still like w- want to know more. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed the weeping I mean blink is fantastic. They did overuse the weeping angels after a while. Um, but we haven't had a weeping agent a Weeping Angel episode in a long time. So maybe we're due for one of those in Series 11. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, my least favorite monster? Ugh. Easy. The <laughs> off. We've uh, talked on the GBS podcast a lot about the off He's just awful. Just really terrible monster. Um, like, that whole episode is just... I can't talk enough about how much I hate that episode. It just, who wrote it? Like whoever wrote that episode, I need to look it up. Cause I, I, I don't know off the top of my head who wrote it, but like they should have not gotten paid or something like, you know, BBC if you're listing. Can you get your money back? Like, is there a refund option in, in the, the contract or something? Cause man, that episode was bad. Um, what is my most favorite episode? Man, that's gonna be really, really hard. I don't know if I could, if I can pinpoint one episode. Maybe Day of the Doctor, just because of you know the 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 crazy fan service, the the you know the return of David Tennant. Um, it was it was you know it's a great episode, great story. I also am kind of influenced by how I viewed that episode for the first time, you know, I've seen it, I don't know, four or five times at this point, but my first viewing of the episode was in a, was in a movie theater and it really, really brought an electricity to the, to the viewing because the, it was a packed house. People were cosplaying and you know, it was, it was really fun to watch an episode in that type of format. If not Day of the Doctor, I've talked, uh, you know, I think on episode two of the podcast, I talked about how I really liked Heaven Sent. That was a good one with Peter Capaldi. Uh, The Water of Mars was a great episode. Uh, You know, that that was a really good one. Um, Hmm, what else? What else is really good? Trying to think of my favorite Matt Smith episode, like Matt Smith only episode. Not sure. Um, what's my least favorite episode? Uh, Love and Monsters. You know, you just talked about that with the Absorberloff and Linda. Terrible episode. Another one, uh, Robots of Sherwood. That's another terrible episode. Um, hmm. What's another really bad one? I thought Rose, the first episode of the, the, the revitalization of the show, wasn't very good. wasn't a big fan of that one. What crossover would I enjoy? I mean, Doctor Who crossovers have never been that great. I mean, we, ha- we had the crossover of the Sarah Jane Adventures and... Uh, Torchwood, you know, with David Tennant in Series 4. That was good, but they didn't really need Torchwood and Sarah Jane Adventures for that. Like, you know, though, if anything, they were kind of dragged along with it uh, because those characters were kind of interwoven with David Tennant's Doctor. So if we're talking about a crossover that could happen like that's in the realm of possibility. Obviously, I guess Sherlock would be, you know, they did that YouTube video called Wholock, I think. And uh, it was a fan-created thing. And it looked really cool. Obviously, a crossover of that would be really, Would the, the fans would love it. I myself have never actually watched Sherlock, though I know that sounds blasphemous to a lot of you. But, you know, that, that could happen. Something. If I'm going to talk about a crossover that I would just like to see, you know, regardless of whether or not it could or could not happen, um, Star Wars, obviously, would be really, really cool. I'm a big Star Wars fan myself. And if, if, you, if you look at those universes, the Doctor obviously having a, a time machine that can go anywhere in time and space. Why not, you know, go to a galaxy far, far away? Which monsters do you want to see return? Well, Like I just said, the Weeping Angels, you know, would be cool to come back. We we haven't seen them in a while. Um, hmm. Um, the Silence, those were – they were all right. I wouldn't mind seeing them come back. Um, hmm. I mean, we just got the return of the Mondasian Cybermen, which was really interesting. And we'll see how that plays out in the Christmas special. And then, you know, it was really cool getting John Simms' master to come back. Uh, so I don't know. I, I really don't have a longing. F- you, oh, you, actually, you know what? I take it back. The Ronnie, um, the, Ronnie the Time Lady, would, uh, would be a really interesting return. Another return that I hope never happens, I just hope they forget it, which they have, so far so good. Unless they find some interesting way of writing it in, which I really doubt. I do not want to see the Valyard, the Valyard return. I, it was just leave it alone, we don't care, let's just move on. Um, where am I from? <laughs> I don't know why that's on this list. But just to let you guys know, uh, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. I was born and raised in Tennessee. Uh, most favorite regeneration, I guess the David Tennant regeneration would be the easy answer there. David Tennant to Matt Smith, um, you know they that they really milked that one. You know the iconic line, um, "I don't want to go," came from that regeneration. I you know I've, as i've said before i really enjoyed that one cuz we got a sense of the 11th doctor because he 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 was able he was monologuing for one so he wasn't bouncing off of another actor so really you all you could uh, look at was his performance and that's all you could really think about and you know it was energetic and there was witty lines i i, I thought that was a great regeneration and i hope that's what this regeneration Coming up in the Christmas special this year will be like something. I mean, obviously, we're not going to get half the episode with Jodi. Which, man, if we do, that would be nuts. But I'm sure we only, we're only we only going to get a short little bit of Jodi as the Doctor. But I just hope it's more than just a line. Like one line. I really want a scene with her you know, before we have to wait until next fall to uh, to get more Doctor Who. Least favorite regeneration? Okay, I'll, I'll do, like, I've been doing this whole Q&A, separating it into modern and classic. If we go modern Doctor Who, my least favorite would have to be... Um... I guess the first one with uh, Christopher Eccleston to David Tennant. Though that was good. I don't really... All the regenerations so far, you know, have been good. Even... Even... Well, okay. I guess if we're going to count regenerations not just of the Doctor, but just period. um, (laughs) Even that. Like all... Every regeneration is interesting, and that's the, the the cool thing about regeneration. You know, is that all the regenerations served a purpose. There, it's it's a fantastic story element that the doctor who kind of stumbled upon and now defines the show. So in in the modern show, every regeneration has has served a purpose. You know, it's. Interesting. We all look forward to it. So I don't really have any complaints as far as modern Doctor Who is concerned. Least favorite regeneration in classic Doctor Who. I didn't really care for the 4th Doctor's uh, you know, it 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 seemed anticlimactic, you know, considering how iconic Tom Baker was as the Doctor. Um, you know, they, they tried to do something different, but it ended up kind of just falling flat, you know, even, uh, then, you know, when we watched Colin Baker to Sylvester McCoy, that regeneration was unfortunately not very good, but that was because Colin didn't come back to the show, so it was Sylvester in a wig, <laughs> um, so I, I don't know, both of those weren't very good, but they were still kind of, I mean, they ever, they didn't really hone in, oh, oh God, I can't believe I forgot the, the um, Sylvester McCoy to Paul McGann. Oh, talk about weird. Let's uh as an American myself, I, I, I don't think we Americans need to have anything to do with uh, writing or or running Doctor Who. We can enjoy it from afar, but let's uh, let's not put our hands on it because then we get that that TV movie. Uh, most favorite Doctor, I'm sorry, Doctor. Most favorite Master. Um. I, I I as I said earlier, John Sims is is great as the Master, but then so is uh, Michelle Gomez. Missy is. I mean, they almost feel. Like different characters which they are but like different in completely like and that's the great thing about michelle gomez's portrayal and john sims for that matter they are so different from you know the classic idea of what the master was in the um in the classic version of doctor who in in, in classic who the master was very your your archetype villain character like you know your dastardly um villain character with the mustache and who who laughed maniacally but with with John Sims and Michelle Gomez you know both of them really nailed it um really nailed those completely different roles. my my least favorite master um, Eric Roberts in the uh, the Doctor Who movie. I mean there's not much to say there just really weird. <laughs> uh, when if I had a tardis, when and where would I go? That's really interesting. I mean, this isn't so much a Doctor Who question as as it is just a question. About me, personally. Um. I'm not sure. If I... If I'm talking about just, you know, like, in our universe. Obviously, in the Doctor Who universe, it'd be really cool to go to, like, New New York. Or... um Man what's the name of that planet the um uh, the vacation planet where uh the doctor Amy and Rory go obviously, I wouldn't want to go while it's quarantined, but that I thought that vacation planet idea was really cool if we're talking about in in this universe that we currently live in um hmm. Maybe go to the beginning of the universe. Like, if I'm in the TARDIS, obviously the TARDIS protects you. I'd like to see how the universe actually began, whether or not the guess or not the guess, whether the theory of the Big Bang is actually true, um, or if there's some kind of creationist um, theory. I'd, I I just like to know, you know, exactly how this crazy chaotic universe started i think that would be interesting what historical person or place would you want to see um hmm oh okay that i I talked about this earlier Uh, i'd really like to go back to ancient rome um and meet you know the first five emperors of rome so that's um the first five emperors of Rome being Augustus, Tiberius, Caligula, Claudius, and then uh, Nero. So that's the Julio-Claudian dynasty. I think I think that'd be interesting. Um, I've always been fascinated with that, with ancient Rome. Which doctor slash companion would you like to travel with? Ooh. Hmm. If it's traveling, I'd like to maybe travel with uh, the 10th Doctor and Rose. Though then again, I might be kind of a third wheel. So, actually, scratch that, Matt Smith and Clara. I wouldn't want to do Matt Smith and Amy, or Matt Smith and Amy and Rory, because, same thing, you kind of be a third. A third wheel at one point, and then, like, there's just so much going on if you're with them, uh, with Amy and Rory. Um, Also, I wouldn't want to travel with any of the first four Doctors. Because, I mean, the fourth Doctor would just – he's very harsh at times. And um, the third Doctor, he's more of, like, a science teacher almost – so, yeah, I think, yeah, Matt Smith and Clara would be uh, would be who I would travel with. Favorite quote slash catchphrase? I really feel like that's two questions. My favorite quote from the show? Man, there's just a lot. There's so many quotes. I really liked this year in Series 10 when he was talking about kindness. You know, the, that uh, he he does everything because he's kind. I, I really enjoyed that. Maybe... Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. My favorite catchphrase is Geronimo, because, again, my favorite Doctor being Matt Smith. Uh, obviously, Alan Z is good, and um, reverse the polarity of the neutron flow, that's a good one. Favorite accessory um i guess the sonic sunglasses i know a lot of people thought th- that they were silly but i really enjoyed them and though i uh the favorite the next the next part of this question is favorite prop my uh i i did like the the, the sunglass guitar combo i thought it was really cool it brought an interesting element to the show and it's just it's just freaking awesome to see the the doctor shredding licks on a, an electric guitar. I just think that's really cool. Who should be the next Doctor? I think this uh, Q&A came from right before Jody was announced as the uh, the Doctor. So I guess if I'm to say who's going to be the next Doctor after Jody, um, I don't know, but make it a ginger <laughs> so we can just move on. <laughs> uh... Would you want a female doctor? Yes, absolutely. I, I don't see any problem with it. Anybody who says that they they cast a female just to further some LBGT you know agenda is just stupid. It's not true. Like, just move on. Like, anyone who says that a female can't be the doctor again it's just silly it it's just a role like it's just acting you know it's and i someone said like what's next a female james bond why not why not i i would have no problem with a female being 007 i I just like it's just all about how it's written like that's that that's just really what it boils down to who should become a companion? Huh? Who should become a companion? I mean, we talked about Bradley Walsh, become, you know, being the next companion in series eleven. Um, I don't know. See, I'm not very, you know, uh, I'm not very knowledgeable on British actors. If we're talking about British actors, uh, Kit Harrington that would be cool, just because I like him in Game of Thrones. There's really no other reason. <laughs> I just put him as Jon Snow. I just want to see Jon Snow flying around in the space of time. <laughs> that would that would be interesting to see. So, all right. Looks like we've uh, come to the end of the list here. If you guys have any questions for me and you'd like me to answer them on the show, just go to the Facebook page, facebook.com GBSpodcast. So now we're going to jump to our next portion of the show. So like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're going to do some commentary for a special little video. Uh, The title of the video on YouTube is Rowan Atkinson is Doctor Who. It was a comic relief special starring Rowan Atkinson, Richard E. Grant, Hugh Grant, Jonathan Price, and Joanna Lumley. So uh, it was a really interesting video, and the reason that I, I wanted to watch it is uh, because of Jodie Whittaker's casting as the Doctor. And uh, this video is interesting because it actually, well, it's not obviously not canon, and uh, it was during the time period where Doctor Who was off the air, so they didn't even really know if it'd ever come back. But uh, it was cool because we got a, a female version of the Doctor. So I'm going to let you guys know, once I press play here, Uh, I'm going to go ahead and add audio from the video to the podcast, so you guys can actually mute the video. You can just watch the video, not have to listen to it. So I'll let you know in three, two, one. We're pressing play. So Doctor Who does comic relief. There's the intro of of the fourth Doctor, we we know very well. Well, technically it came first with the third Doctor. Um, Very iconic in the show. So um, I love this video, it was really funny and interesting. Uh, There's the TARDIS itself. Uh, So like I said, uh, no one really knew if Doctor Who would ever come back on the air. There's Jonathan Price himself.
3: Uh, we
2: recently, oh, one of the things I, I I'm remembering him it. is uh, Game of Thrones. If you guys watched Game of Thrones, he was the High Sparrow. And we we obviously know who Rowan Atkinson is, very famous actor. Um, it's sad to say the thing I know him most is uh, Mr. Bean. <laughs> the classic archetype you of the master. Destruction
3: awaits you guys
2: know anything about British well, humor? It tends on, to be I'm very dry, I uh, which I, you know, I sometimes I enjoy, sometimes I don't. It just depends.
1: Very, uh, hours, very
2: well janky the looking TARDIS. <laughs> Uh, I wonder how the, if it, how they had that going up and down was there a human being be under be there actually pushing it up vengeance. or down or was there some kind of mechanism that was, was causing vengeance. it to do that I'm <laughs> <Muhahaha>. <laughs> So here we go the the doctor landing the tardis I'm telling you one of these days I'm gonna get my own tardis
1: where are we doctor the planet Tersaurus.
2: Rowan the planet Atkinson Tersaurus. his doctor bears a striking striking resemblance to Paul McGann the
1: most shunned and abhorred species in all history why they could communicate only by precisely modulated gastric emissions no. So farting.
0: Planets of the bottom. Though. So
1: what happened to them? They discovered fire. Oh.
2: <laughs> so we get our first blown up by farting joke. No doubt,
3: because no one has set foot on this planet for a hundred years. You thought you had escaped
2: by And, uh, and death. here they're going to. Uh, <laughs> <I too laughs> let's just done. watch.
3: When you told me to meet you at Castle Terseris, I simply traveled back in time a hundred years.
2: Yeah, see, as I said before, uh, my girlfriend, she has said this so many times, like, why not just go back further in time to prevent something?
1: Say hello to the sofa of reasonable comfort. Naturally, I anticipated your journey back in time, and so I traveled slightly further back. And bribe the
2: architect first. <laughs> or so you think. <laughs> it's just silly.
1: Naturally, I anticipated
3: your and I anticipated back your time, countermove and countered my own. Point. And I bribed the architect first.
2: <laughs> Why not just drop well,
0: naturally, that? I,
1: anticipated it. Your journey I shouldn't try. It make sense. Stop, of this. Will you
0: stop showing off? You've got something to tell the master. Just tell him.
1: I recently calculated that I have saved every planet in the known universe a minimum of 27 times
2: Yeah, you know, I, be- I believe it. The doctor I have
1: grown has saved everybody a
2: lot All the cruelty all the
1: suffering all those endless gravel quarries and so I have decided to retire settle down and get married <sighs> What? Yes. the doctor without even he's cheating on looking. rose i have found a woman to love a woman more fascinating than all my travels through time and space a girl more exciting than an escape up a ventilation shaft a lover more thrilling an than an up, army up of cybernetic slugs. <laughs> uh,
3: sadly doctor i cannot wish you a long happy marriage Because the moment I'm done with this nauseating conversation, I shall travel back in time once more, and buy the architect an expensive dinner, and suggest he fits a lever just here and a trapdoor leading to the vast and disgusting sewers of Terceras. Exactly. And
2: here we go. Prepare
3: for five hundred miles of uh, fear and feces. Goodbye forever mr and
2: mrs doctor. <laughs> would would she be mrs. doctor that's uh that's interesting you know would he reveal his real name and for, for all we know does the doctor have a first and last name these are questions that may never be answered
0: the sewers and why is he so much older
3: because it's taken me 312 years to climb out of those
1: sewers and then naturally you found yeah. your tardis and travels back <laughs> in time to the present day no doubt to wreak one of your terrible this whole events. sequence
2: is just ridiculous so like i said i really wanted to watch this mainly for the ending the ending is hilarious so we have the daleks um the classic version of the daleks You can tell they're not as shiny, and as uh,
3: these kind of look a little bit more
2: cardboard.
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: could I? I wonder if you can actually. S- looked like the lighting there. You could see someone inside the Dalek. I, I, I'll have to pause it and look back sometime after uh, after recording.
0: What can you do with that? Then? So now
2: he's got a, a a Dalek plunger.
0: You don't know, do you? I, Exterminate!
3: Exterminate! I- Stop! No! Up to 312 years
2: wonder now, what use a Dalek plunger would have besides being able to plunge your toilet. After
3: three centuries of wading through those vast, steamy lakes, climbing those huge, squelchy mountains. After a lifetime of only dung slugs for food And the occasional company on those long, lonely nights Gross After all that I'm going to kill the doctor myself With my own bare hands (laughs) Die, doctor!
2: Die! (laughs) Didn't try very hard, did he? (laughs) He walked like a Frankenstein. <laughs> Ew. 124
3: years in a southern sewer.
1: This way. Was
2: he was he spitting out poop? Gross. He traveled back in time to that moment. Why? Why wouldn't he have spit the poop out beforehand? (laughs) And he goes in the sewer again.
3: Nine hundred and thirty-six years in
2: a sewer. Take a bath, you smelly shit. (laughs) Like you can travel back in time. Take a shower. Get a haircut.
1: Safe here. Yeah, you can kinda
2: I don't know if it was the reflection of lights or something. It looks like you could tell there was a human
1: being in, in those Dalek suits. I'll explain later.
3: Behold! Once again I have been augmented by superior Dalek technology. Rejuvenating my physical form and granting me
2: even more
1: power over the cosmos. <laughs> it's funny. And I notice breasts. They're not breasts, okay? they're,
2: Dalek bumps.
1: they're Dalek bumps.
3: They can detect iron charged emissions <laughs> and operate as <laughs> etheric beamless gases. Yeah. They're not, they're not tits, okay? <laughs> they're
2: Dalek bumps. There's a big difference. They're also extremely firm.
1: What are you trying to say? Oh, nothing. Why are the Daleks helping you? What are you giving them in return? i have granted them secrets of the zectronic energy beam oh no you fool with a zectronic energy beam the daleks will be able to conquer the entire universe within minutes with just a beam how no. i'll explain later
2: Prepare to that's the life of the companion zectronic right there uh, just th- just tell me later I obey.
1: you may conquer the universe but you'll have to share it with the beard and the bosoms over there the master will be exterminated when he has served his purpose!
2: <laughs> Why would the Daleks tell him that? The Daleks intend to kill him.
0: He might help us. But how are you going to tell him without the Daleks hearing? They'll exterminate you on the spot if you say anything. You'd thing. think they would just kind of keep it to themselves. It this time.
1: Don't cancel our wedding yet, my darling. There's just one thing you've forgotten. What? Daleks don't have noses
0: scraping the barrel a bit there aren't you think
1: my dear back on testrus the master and i both bribed the castle architect not only do i speak perfect tesran but so does he you
2: mean so I wonder if Rowan atkinson would make a, a master, good doctor if he played the role seriously i mean maybe not at his age now but, but I well i don't choice. want to say that But Sight,
0: it, it would be interesting anyway
2: wait well explain later. The life of a companion. Yep. Yep. That just happened.
3: You are facing certain doob. Certain (laughs) doob? Try not to clench. (laughs) The
2: Oh. Ridiculous, just ridiculous.
3: as soon as you twiddly, hippie, be
0: sorry, that was me. Ceaseless communication, you have betrayed the Daleks. Exterminate. exterminate,
2: exterminate, I guess they didn't really have the budget to actually show Dalek energy beams coming out of the gun. They just had to it make do.
3: We're doomed. Repair the sectronic beam. It is beyond my ability. Only the doctor can do it.
0: Help him. He's dying.
2: So we get a regeneration dead, now. So let's see. Let's see what happens.
3: He, uh, oh. he says I love you.
0: Oh, doctor. You've killed him!
3: I think not, my child. This is only his ninth body. He has many, many more.
0: Behold,
3: the miracle of the Time
2: Lord. So there is Richard E. Grant.
0: If you notice,
2: Richard E. Grant actually played roles in the canonical version of Doctor Who. He was uh, uh, the Great Intelligence.
3: And you still me, Doctor.
2: And I can't remember the name of the role. He was the, the boy who the Great Intelligence whispered into his ear his whole life. And then he, you know, became the Great Intelligence physical form.
0: You're my fiancé. So it's pretty
2: interesting that he played this role in
1: in the comic relief special. Yeah,
2: they just made a reference to them having sex. still yours.
0: <laughs> Can you still love me, my But it was interesting him doing a
2: canonical you know, a role in the show and then in this comic relief special.
3: Doctor,
1: and your life will be spared
2: <laughs> looks like their lives are going to be spared no matter what they were just going to let him leave
1: to the get a bottle of good champagne when you come out we'll start celebrating the beginning of our new life together great i think
2: the doctor just talked about having a sexy date/dinner slash oh, Up and there goes the 9th Regeneration. Ah!
3: You're my fiance, aren't you? Oh, dear.
0: You seem to be a bit shy of girls <laughs> now.
2: See, this would be me as the doctor. So unpredictable.
0: Doctor, look at me. In a minute. Oh, dear. Another girl. I'm not a girl.
3: Doctor, I've told you before. These are Dalek bumps. No, They look like tits, though. They beam emissions and everything.
0: So uh you don't want to try again, do you?
3: Yes, probably not a bad idea, actually. It shouldn't be too much of a problem. Actually, I think the problem's probably the
2: case in this area. <laughs> All right, there we go. Let's see who comes out now. It's Hugh Grant.
1: Oh, yeah, Now look at that. I've gone and
2: used up
0: three
2: whole bodies
0: in just under a minute, more because I forgot to un- So we've, we've, like, wait, we've it seen p- spinny, the 9th, 10th, that, uh, and
2: now 11th body. Oh, no, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th, actually.
0: Uh,
3: don't! Residual energy. The stupid ass should have realized The Doctor has saved the Daleks His life will be spared No His life is already lost That was a discharge of pure Zactronic energy Even a Time Lord cannot survive its terrible power
0: But he can just change again, can't you, Doctor?
2: No, looks like unfortunately he has run out of regeneration Too powerful It has destroyed my ability to regenerate
3: I'm afraid this is the end. Or
1: maybe not. Look after the universe for me. I've put a lot of work into
2: it. What's interesting is that this predicted you? which regeneration would I'll become a woman.
1: Explain.
0: Doctor, listen to me. You can't die. You're too you're too nice. Too brave, too kind, and far, far too silly. You're like Father Christmas the wizard of oz she's like so we were we just going to get married and i love you very much and we all need you and you simply cannot die
2: don't worry babe he was he's the best, coming back the
3: bravest of all my foes from this day forward i will renounce evil and follow the path of goodness to honor my and the
2: master foes. becomes a good guy just like in the show
0: the to too, will honor their mortal enemy He was never cruel and never cowardly, and it'll never be safe to be scared again.
2: Never cruel or cowardly. That's true. (gasps) What's happening now?
3: It's impossible. Beyond all known laws of the universe.
0: Maybe even the universe can't bear to be without the Doctor.
2: Nope. We need you, Doctor. (laughs) <laughs> there she is, the Time Lady herself.
0: Emma, look, I've got etheric beam locators. No, Doctor, I'm afraid those are I wonder Are uh, you will have some kind of boob reference, no, I doctor, doubt it. <laughs> facts. You've come back to life, and this time, you're a woman. Really? I've always wanted to get my hands on one of these. Unfortunately, I haven't. Your mother's going to get a bit of a surprise at the wedding, isn't she? Do you think we'll both wear white? I'm afraid, Doctor. And I'm not sure this sentence has ever been used so completely accurately before, but you're just not the man I fell in love with. <laughs> well, never mind. Good line. We can still rattle around the universe, fighting monsters and saving planets. What See? Be more fun. My best friend a woman, my side, my as the Doctor, TARDIS, would totally work. And, of course, my sonic screwdriver. Oh, look, it's got three seasons. <sighs>
2: They they couldn't pass up the vibrator don't joke.
3: I have to say you you are rather gorgeous.
1: I'm not bad, am I? And come to think of it, you're a great deal more attractive than I remember. Why? Thank you.
2: Let's just hope that we don't Tell get me, a doctor do master, master relationship, I'll
3: explain <laughs> or at
2: least a sexual one. <laughs> and there you have it. So uh just a little taste of what of what we're going to get with uh Jodie Whittaker as the uh, as the doctor. I thought it was uh, interesting that like I said this predicted it the 13th doctor being a woman. Boom, there it was. And uh, like I said it, it it's it's all down to how they write it. You know, I promise you they will make, there'll be no jokes like that. They will not make any reference to boobs or vibrators or anything like that. So that's a wrap on this week's show guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Let me know if, uh, if there's any topics or questions or anything at all that you'd like to ask me Head over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash gbspodcast. You can also check out the Patreon page for some sweet rewards. And like I said at the beginning of the show, every dollar you spend on the Patreon page goes directly to making the show the best show it possibly can be. So thanks for listening along. Geronimo.